Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Everybody, welcome to Calvary Online. We are so glad that you're with us today. Come on, it's going to be an incredible day. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Diana. My name is Alex, and we're excited because today we're starting a brand new series. New series. Come on, it's called Family. Family Reunion. Family Reunion. <laughs> we're really excited. Hopefully, you're with your family. They're at home, whether it's just maybe your son, your daughter. Maybe you live with your parents, uh, grandparents, maybe an uncle, uh, some cousins. I don't know, may, whoever you're with. Uh, but we're believing that it's going to be a series that's going to help all of us. Yeah. We're going to talk about the family. We're going to talk about the importance of relationships. And I'm believing, this is our prayer, that the next four weeks would bring some healing to our life, would bring some clarity to our life. Maybe there's been some issues over the last, you know, six months of quarantine with family. Let's talk about it. How can we work at it? I really believe this. God wants our families to be healthy, to be strong, and to be centered on Him. To be healthy, to be strong, and to be centered on Him him and so today if you're watching and you're like my family is nowhere near some that. of us are like my family is a mess yeah yeah like i i'm starting this thing already back it's okay come on there's there's gonna be a better tomorrow i really yeah. believe that and there's hope for you and i'm glad you're just watching week one so stick with us for this four-week journey family reunion be we are amazing. better and stronger together it is so let's get started it's gonna be awesome why don't you let us know where you're watching from right now in the chats we got a bunch of pastors and some of our leaders on there let us know where you're watching from we love the chats we have so much fun on the chats (laughs) we get on there and get to meet so many people if this is your first time joining us let us know we would love to connect with you Uh, go to our website and fill out prayer requests and praise reports we love you we're praying for you and hopefully soon we'll be gathering together hey we're going to start today week one um, reading out of this passage of scripture found in the book of Colossians so why don't you join us go to the book of Colossians Colossians chapter 3 As you're making your way there, uh, look at the person that you're next to at home, in your living room, bedroom, wherever you're at, and tell them you look fantastic today. Come on, tell somebody they look good today. You look fantastic today. I think you look amazing, babe. You look great. I appreciate it. You look so handsome. That's because you take care of me. Mm, That that is true. That's why you look handsome. (laughs) Go to Colossians Colossians chapter 3. Again, as you're making your way there, let us know where you're watching from. We love you. We love our Calvary family. Come on. There's always some incredible people on the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. uh, It's been, I think, 26 weeks of us doing this live online, and it's amazing to connect with a lot of you. Okay, go to the book of Colossians. Colossians is an incredible book, by the way. You should definitely uh, try to read it on your own. It's not too long, and it's profoundly rich, and I think it's going to help you to uh, read this book. We're going to read a section, a small section today, uh, Colossians chapter 3. Follow along. I'm reading out of a different version today, but I love the way that it puts this uh, scripture, this passage. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, the TPT. Uh, follow along, beginning to read in verse 12. If you're there, can you type amen? Come on, put a Calvary clap, put some fire emojis. Let us know if you're there. Beginning in verse 12, it says this. You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God. Since you have been divinely chosen to be holy, be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. 
He says, be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in your family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. I love that. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body. And always be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. And apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms and with festive praises and with prophetic songs given to, given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity of your life and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Now look at this next verse. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Let every wife be supportive and tenderly devoted to her husband, for this is a beautiful illustration of our devotion to Christ. Let every husband be filled with cherishing love for his wife and never be insensitive toward her. Let the children respect and pay attention to their parents and everything, for this pleases our Lord Jesus. And fathers, don't have unrealistic expectations for your children, or else they may become discouraged. We just read a few verses, and that was absolutely beautiful, as Paul wrote to us this passage of scripture, giving us uh, some kind of understanding and wisdom when it comes to relationships, how we should treat one another, how we should be with one another. Starting with Colossians chapter 3, today we want to begin this series with a message that's on our heart that hopefully can help us all, that we've titled, Picture Perfect. Picture perfect. Come on, why don't you write that down? Write that down in the chats. Write that down in your notebook. Picture perfect. Picture perfect. Uh, because we believe that's um, how a lot of us want to see family. We're going to talk about it for a little bit. And then I think we're going to have the best day ever. Best day ever. And so let's pray. And then uh, we'll begin uh, today's message and hope that it encourages and helps us all. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for each and every person on Facebook Live and YouTube Live across the world that is watching right now. Thank you for our Calvary community, God. Thank you for this church, for this family that now is meeting across uh, hundreds of homes across planet Earth. We love it. We pray that you help us today, God, as we start this series, Family Reunion. Speak to us, God. Speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, speak to our souls. Have your way with us today, and we believe that our families are going to get healthier, stronger, and better centered on you. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Hey, so as you know, 2020 has been a crazy year, yeah, yeah. and a lot of this year we actually have spent... Uh, in quarantine absolutely and it's been i don't even know how many weeks it's been but anyways <laughs> at the beginning of this year actually easter landed while we were on quarantine and usually if you're part of our family you know that easter is huge we usually throw a party it's amazing so what we wanted to do this year since we couldn't gather together was um we told our dream team hey let's do something for easter let's dress up you know as if we were going to meet together yeah put your Sunday's best, and take a family photo and show us how you're doing church online. And so Alex and I decided to participate, and we woke up on Sunday, we put on our Sunday's best. Alex had like this kind of suit on, I put yeah. on a dress, and that day we took 
a really nice family photo with our two dogs, and it was beautiful. The picture and came out amazing. It was beautiful. I loved it. I don't want to be biased, but it was quite nice. <laughs> but we posted this photo, and it was just amazing. And some people were commenting, you know, oh, nice picture. And a lot of pe uh, people were saying, you know, your dogs are so well trained. You know, this is great. And what really they didn't know was the 300 other pictures that we had taken before we took this one. Yeah. <laughs> what people couldn't see was my mom behind the camera waving treats waving at treats. the dogs. <laughs> and she's like making noises so they can look up. And finally, we had to sort through about 200, 300 pictures <laughs> until we finally found this one picture where everything seemed to be perfect and so that's the picture you guys saw the reality is that there was some hard work put behind that picture yeah. in order to get that family uh picture perfect photo yeah, you can't see what's happening on this it actually reminds me when when i was younger right when i was a little kid uh, i have an older sister and a younger yeah. brother but we're pretty close in age uh, my parents would take us everywhere with them and wherever we would go, a lot of people would say, your kids are so well behaved, so right? Like my mom still, angels. yeah, my mom still says the stories. Like we were the type of kids that would go somewhere and we wouldn't touch nobody's furniture. We wouldn't run around. We would literally sit still and not move. And I think people saw that and they would say, oh, that's amazing. What people didn't see is the pinch my mom would give us if we just breathed. Like my mom. You gotta my mom do was, what you gotta do. <laughs> my mom was like, just, I mean, <laughs> harsh like you're not moving you're not touching anything right and i think so often many people see the final product but they don't see the process right. a lot of us we see the final product of things and we're like well this looks amazing that looks incredible but we don't understand the process right. i think when it comes to family when it comes to relationships a lot of us we can grow frustrated yeah. we can grow upset and we can look around and saying well i don't have this i don't have that and it can be frustrating, but we don't understand that there's a process in order right. to get yeah. there. Like if you were to have a big family reunion today, that's why we call this family reunion. If everybody were to show up to a part that belongs to your family, I'm talking about every uncle, every aunt, every cousin, uh, grandma, grandma. I mean, everybody. people would show up there Nieces, probably. Nieces, nephews. Everyone. <laughs> like there's probably some people there that you can't stand. Some people you're still upset at some people who probably have done you wrong, some people who won't be quiet. I mean, maybe you're the one that people can't stand and you're in that family reunion, right? They just don't know it. Yeah, and everybody shows up. Like, are we grateful for all that family around us? Are we extremely grateful? Are we saying, God, I, I thank you so much for this family that you've given us. Are we right. grateful or are we complaining? Or are we saying, oh, I can't stand this family unit? I wish I can get out of this family. Our friends we choose, our family we don't choose, right? And are we saying, why am I in this family? I can't stand this person. I can't. It's so hard sometimes to be grateful for the family around us. It's been six months of quarantine and divorce attorneys, lawyers, um, counselors have said that marriage, family uh, issues have skyrocketed yeah. during quarantine. And I think it's because before we used to see one another, maybe before and after work quickly, or, you know, we didn't spend that much time with each other. Some of us spend more time at work than we do with our family. But the past six months, we've been stuck with one another. Yeah. We've been stuck with one another. And now we're like, whoa, when did I marry this person? Or when did I, when did my parents become okay. these kind of people? Or who raised these kids? You did, <laughs> right? Like we're, we're, we're coming now to face all these situations that we didn't know about before. And it's been a hard six yeah. months and, and we're frustrated and we're not thankful. 
And what happens, I think, is that we start looking around Instagram and we start looking at the picture perfect families, right? Like, look at them. They have the Pinterest home. They have the Instagram family. Oh, they look so cute. Their dogs are great. Oh, look at that. Like, we got a mutt. We got a mutt and we got crazy kids <laughs> that don't stay still for a picture. And, and I think comparison begins to seep in. And all of a sudden you're comparing your lowlights to somebody else's highlights. And you're like, well, my family's not like that. Like I'm scrolling through Instagram and their family picture looks amazing. Look at the way the husband treats the wife. Yeah. Look at the way that wife is for the husband. Look at the way the kids are. Look at those parents. And you got to be careful with comparison because I think it, it leads to a big problem. And I think that comparison, it robs us of contentment and leads us to resentment. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah, and I love that, like what you're saying, because it's so true. We live in the age of comparison, yeah. and much of it is because of social media and all these different diff different platforms like uh, Facebook and Instagram and whatever you're on. And I really think that when we pay attention to those things, all we see are people's highlights. Yeah. We see the incredible things people have. We see the perfect picture uh, of a family. We see, you know, these moms. Are, I love the way you call them, Pinterest moms, and they, you know, everything is. <laughs> homemade and everything is perfect and we see these couples who are just getting along but we, we yeah. what we don't see are maybe the, the issues they're having you know when nobody's watching what we don't see are the struggles they're having with their children and their homes and so what happens so many times is that if we fix our eyes on the highlights of everybody else the highlights that everybody else is posting and we look at our reality, we can become disillusioned. We yeah. can become um, angry and we can become bitter about our own so, lives because you can look at what everyone else is doing and then you look at your life and you say, Diana, I honestly don't understand what my life has to be this way. I don't understand why everyone seems to have everything together. Their lives are perfect, their families are perfect, but yet my family is a mess. And you may be watching today and you're saying, well, my mom's a mess. My dad's a mess. I grew up in a, fa in a family where addiction was present and abuse was present. Maybe you're, you're here today and you're saying, well, I can't stand my brother, my sister. I can't stand my kids. I, I, I'm trying to do my best, but everything is just a mess. I can't forgive my family member. And you're saying, how is everyone else's life so perfect, but my yeah. life is so difficult. It really is easy for us to find ourselves in that situation where we think, well, you know what? I'm just going to give up because in my family, every single person has an issue. My family is full of dys dysfunction. Mm -hmm. It's full of unforgiveness. And so what we do is that many times we just end up giving up and we end up believing this lie or this idea that the world has been selling us that, hey, you know what? If it's broken, you might as well just throw it out. Mm -hmm. If it's not working, don't try to fix it. Just go and find something better elsewhere. Wow. Maybe you shouldn't have that much patience. Maybe you shouldn't have that much forgiveness towards someone you love. Maybe you shouldn't just be putting up with this situation. But I love that the heart of God is not this. The heart of God and his idea of family is so much different. God is telling us family is worth fighting That's for. Right. Family is beautiful. Family is a gift from God. And so he's calling you and I today to say, you know what? I'm not going to give up on my family. I'm going to live my life and I'm going to lead my family by God's ways, not by what the world is telling me I should do or how I should live my lives. And the, the thing is that families really are a reflection of God's character and God's yeah. love. A marriage is a reflection of God's love towards us. The dynamic between a family is a reflection of who he is. So Our family should be a place of protection, of grace, of love, of forgiveness, of second chances, of long suffering. But sometimes it's so hard to be in that situation and say, I'm going to fight for this. Yeah. 
You know, the reality is that if we want to have strong societies, we need to have strong families. Absolutely. And I believe this is the reason why the enemy constantly is attacking our families because he knows that if he can destroy a family, he can destroy a society. Yeah. And come on, if you're watching today, you can admit with me that perhaps some of our biggest issues have come because of some family situations growing up. Yeah. Maybe you've come from a dysfunctional family and some of the issues that you're still dealing with until this day is because of family. And so this is the reason why God is saying, you know what, I, I want you to take care of your family. I want you to pay attention to your family. And maybe you look at your situation and you say, Diana, well, my reality, it's terrible. My reality is not ideal. But what I want you to understand today is that working in the real, you will find the ideal. Working in the real, you will find the ideal. And we don't just sit back and wait for greatness. We work for greatness. That's absolutely true. And I think that that's what Paul is trying to tell us yeah. in the book of Colossians. In the book of Colossians, uh, Paul has built up an incredible argument of everything that Jesus has done for us. Like Jesus has overcome sin and death for me and for you. And that should affect how we live. We get to this section now in chapter 3 after he's explained the supremacy of Jesus, the greatness of Jesus. We now get to chapter 3 and he starts talking about our spiritual attitudes, our behaviors with one another. And he says, hey, hey, are you loving with one another? Are you patient with one another? Basically, what Paul is saying is what you believe should affect how you live. If you really believe in this God of love, mercy, and grace, that should affect how you treat your spouse, your mother, your father, your kids, grandparents, that uncle you can't stand, those cousins that get on your nerves. like. Like, hey, remember the grace of Jesus? Remember what he's done for you? It should affect how you treat one another. Paul's like, hey, are you, are you humble? Are you patient? I'm talking about like really patient, right? Are you long suffering? Do you have like this attitude of humility with one another? And so Paul is addressing this in the book of Colossians. And he's saying, hey, what's your attitude like in relationship? Basically he's saying like, yeah. hey, you, you can't claim to love God and hate your brother, the Bible right. says. Like, you can't just talk the talk. You got to walk right. the walk. Yeah. If you're really a follower of Jesus, Paul says, it should affect how wives treat their husbands, how husbands treat their wives, how kids are with their parents, how parents are with their kids. Like, it, it really does affect our family unit. Right. And so today, as we kick off this series, we're looking at all of this and we're saying, okay, like, what do we do? We got this messy picture of family. We got some people we can't stand, some people who've done us wrong. Our family, it's not picture perfect. If we do a family reunion, I mean, there's some trouble that's going on in here. Well, as we look at this imperfect picture, what do we do? Remember, this is a four-week series we're going to kick off as a church. Week one, we want to begin with some handles that we think is going to help us all as we deal with our families, marriage, relationships, whether you're single, uh, living with parent, whatever it is, what can we do today? Uh, let's begin with some handles that are going to help us all as we deal with this imperfect picture. Yeah, and we really hope and our prayer is that you join us in this journey. Yeah. We're not talking to you as people that have it all together, but really we want to be on this journey with you. Yeah. And we want to do this together, work it out together because families are worth fighting for. And so one of the first things, the first handle that we have for you guys today, for us really, is that we need to identify the opportunity. Yeah. Or also we call it assess. 
assess the situation, identify the opportunities that you have because maybe you get to look at your family and you say, this is this is messy. This is not ideal. Maybe you're looking at your family right now and you're like, this, this isn't working out for me. But what if we begin to change our perspective? What if we begin to look at this situation that we're looking at through the lens of what God says about our family, through the lens of his promises? I really believe that every obstacle can become an opportunity. Hear me today. Every obstacle that you are facing or that you have faced in the past can and will become an opportunity. So many of us have been dealing or have dealt with crazy things in our lives, difficult things in our lives, and yet with the right decision, the right choice, we have been able to overcome those things and those things in the past became an opportunity for us to grow better, be stronger, be wiser. And I really believe God wants to do the same with your family today that he's saying, I I want you to take a moment to look at your family, not in the middle of the mess, but really take a step back for a second and assess the situation and remind yourself of who is in control. Remind yourself that at the end of the day, things that you think cannot be worked out, the God can do miracles. But we need to change our perspective today. And so God is calling us today to change our our perspective. To say, you know what, every single thing that you deem as not worthy, something that you can't work on, God can and will redeem. We have a God that is a redeemer. We have a God that can change every single situation that we think it's terrible, broken. I mean, look at our lives. Some of us come from a messy situation. Some of us have been dealing with terrible things in our lives, yet our God came down from heaven. He gave gave out his, he gave his life for us and our whole lives have changed because of that. And the same God that has changed our lives is the same God that can change your situation today. And so we can't always control what life throws our way. We can't control what people are doing, but we can control how we react to it. That's what we can control. So God's telling us today, change your perspective. Because for as long as you look at your messy situation as broken and hopeless, then nothing's going to change. But if you change your perspective, if you put your hope lenses on, things can actually change. And I'm reminded of uh, the other day, Alex's phone broke, it cracked, and- Like usual. Like usual, (laughs) but we're not gonna talk about it. (laughs) And usually it's a front screen that breaks, right? But it's real issue when the little camera screen breaks. And well, that's what happened to him. And for a while, he started taking pictures, and every picture just came out Terrible. weird. Like, like there was something weird in the picture. It's a huge crack. There's this bunch of light, light that is comes strange. in. Yeah. It's just weird. And you know, I started thinking about this. If the lens that we're looking at our situation through is not correct, then we're not never gonna look at our situation properly. Maybe you're looking at your situation today saying it's absolutely hopeless. Mm. The moment that we put our hope lenses on, the moment that we remind ourselves God is for us and there's no one else in this world that loves your family more than God, then we can begin to look at our situation, our families, not as hopeless, but as hope filled. And maybe God can just begin to do a miracle in your life and in your heart, even in this moment. Yeah, I love that. Don't look at it as hopeless, but hope. I think what happens is that a lot of times we see this gap. All we see is this massive gap between our real and ideal. There's this massive gap between where we're at and what we think we should be at. Well, I would ask you this. Who's defining your ideal? Who's saying what a perfect family, perfect picture should look like? Like, who's defining that for you? Is it some friends? Is it some people in your life that are saying, well, look at the way your kids are acting, look at the way your husband, look at the way your wife, who's identifying, are you letting the world set the standard for your family? Or are you, are you looking at this through God's lens? Like Diana said, who's the one that's defining the picture of your family? I think we got to figure that out 
and, and have hope yeah. that this is not the end. You may be going through a season right yeah. now, struggle, but I really feel in my heart somebody needs to hear this today. Come on, there's hope for your family. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your kids. Right. Come on, there's hope for the future. I love what the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 8. It says, the end of something is better than the beginning of something. Come on, there's hope for you today. I don't know what your family's gone through. I don't know what your marriage has gone through. You may be separated, maybe already divorced. Your kids Kids have left the house. Everyone's mad at each other. I'm here to tell you there's a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, think, or imagine. That's the God that we serve. Come on. There's hope for you today. Somebody put a Calvary clap. Come on. Somebody get excited. There's hope for us today. I know you may be going through it, but today we're going to identify the opportunities. Assess. This week, as we start talking about family reunion, I'm going to identify. Maybe there's a big gap between what I think is ideal Am I real? Don't look at it as an obstacle. See it as an opportunity. Right. It's an opportunity. That's number one. We're going to identify the opportunities. We're going to assess. Number two, I think what we need to do is that we need to work in our area or address. Work yes. in your area. Come on. Somebody put work it. Come on. You need to work in your area. Address. What do I mean by that? Nothing great comes easy. That's right. Nothing great comes easy in our lives. Like if you want greatness, you don't wait for greatness. You work for greatness, right? They had mentioned that a little bit earlier. Like if you were to look at some of the best athletes on the planet, they didn't just wait for this athletic body, like similar to myself. It didn't just happen, right? Like it, it comes with hard work. Why are you laughing hard? Because you look so um, handsome. <laughs> You're right. Like for example, Michael Phelps, right? This incredible Olympic mm -hmm. swimmer who's won so many gold medals. He didn't just wake up one day and say, I think, I think I'm going to swim today and I'm going to swim in the Olympics. No, he had to train. Yeah. He had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. There were some days where wow. I think he was consuming 6,000 calories to 8,000 calories because it went wow. with his training. Like you have to prepare in order to get to greatness. Right. Today, you want your family to be great. Are you working for your family to be great? Are you just looking at others and not working on yourself? What are you doing for your family to get better? You got to put in some work. Can I get an amen? Come on. Amen. You got to put in yeah. some work. I remember when I started dating Diana, like I saw her. I remember a friend told me about her, a mutual friend. And hey, I'm bringing my friend to church. I think some of, you, <laughs> some of you have heard the story. Diana comes to church and hasn't left me alone since. No, I'm just Diana comes to church and I see her and I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's a girl I want to approach and I think I can marry her. But I had to put in some work. Are you single people? You got to put in some work. I saw her. I had to approach her. I had to start talking to her. And then after us dating for a while, I wanted to marry her. I had to save every check. She's expensive. I, I had to save my money for a ring. I had to work, right? You got to work. You want greatness in your life? You got to work for it. When it looks, when you look at your family unit, are you working for greatness or are you waiting for greatness? Right. Look at yourself and say, what am I doing in my life? Am I working to be a better husband? Am I working to be a better wife? Yeah. Am I working to be a better uh, kid, a child, a son, a daughter? Am I, am I working to be a better parent? Right. Or am I always complaining about somebody else? Hmm. If you don't put in the work, you can't then rejoice in the product. That's great. You got to put in the work. Can't just be lazy about it. In fact, look what the Bible says. In the book of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4, it says, Sluggers do not plow in season, so at the harvest time they look but find nothing. In other words, that's like you and I, if I were to apply that to our family, that's like you and I putting in no work into our marriage, putting in no work into our family, 
put in no work into our relationship with our parents or with our kids, but yet six months later coming and saying like, how, how come there's no harvest here? How come we don't have a great marriage? How come this relationship is not right with my parents or with my children? But you, you gotta put in the work. And I think it really takes all of us working together. Are you be willing to put in the work? Yeah, and I really think we also need to believe that change can actually start with us. Yeah. And the problem with this many times is that we get frustrated because we think, okay, Diana, you're telling me, start changing yourself. Start working on yourself. But what do we do with my husband or with my wife yeah. that they really are not putting in any work? What do we do when everyone around me seems to just not care about what's happening? Why is it that I have to be the one making mm. changes? Why is it that I have to be the one that's sacrificing? Why is it that I have to be the one person that's trying to make everything work? And you might be frustrated because of that. But I want to remind you today that at the end of the day, you are changing and you are taking control of who you are not necessarily or not just because someone else is going to change, but because this is what God has called you to be. God has called you to be a person, like Colossians said. God has called you to be a person who is patient, a person that is kind, a person that is, has this long-suffering attitude, a person that's willing to, to just be the best they can be. And I believe that as you begin to work in your life, work in your area, that God can begin to change your situation. That maybe the moment you decide to give some kindness, you may just receive some kindness in return. That maybe the moment you decide to have compassion, you're going to receive some compassion in return. Yeah. So I want to challenge you and I today. Maybe we're not able to figure out everybody else. You and I, we can't really force people to change, but you and I can start with each other. Yeah. You and I can start with ourselves. If you wake up one morning, you wake up the next day, you say, Diana, I'm... What can I do for myself? If I wake up today and I said, how can I be a different person? How can I better myself? I believe that as we begin to honor God by becoming the person he's called us to be, he will always honor us. That as we begin that. to take uh, just a, a, a advantage of who we are, advantage of who what God, God has called us to be, that God can begin to change our situation. Again, we have a God of miracles. Amen. So we have a God that's calling you and I to identify the opportunity, to assess the situation, but also uh, he's called us to work in our area. Yeah. Let's stop pointing the finger at everybody else and work in the Come areas on. that God has called us to work on. And I believe we'll see miracles. But also, uh, thirdly, we need to build for the future. Great. We need to invest. I love invest that. in what? Well, invest in our families. Yeah. Invest in the future. I really believe that there's nothing else that can cause in our lives as much pain, heartache, disillusion as a family relationship that isn't working well. Mm. But at the same time, I believe that there's nothing that can bring you and I more joy yeah. than a family that's working correctly. Absolutely. And so I love that God is calling you and I to say, hey, take charge of your family today. You're, you're doing what you're doing today, thinking about tomorrow. I love this analogy that uh, families are much like a long-term investment. You know, we have short-term investments and long-term investments. And the thing about long-term investments is that it's a process. Right. You don't see their return right away. And, and our families are, are much like this. Some mornings you may wake up and the stocks are down. Another day you may wake up and the stocks are up. It's very much like our lives. One day you wake up and you don't feel like this marriage is working out. Mm. You don't feel like your kids love you. But maybe the next day you wake up and you have this great relationship with your kids. They're talking to you. They're being obedient. obedient. The next day you wake up and you're like, what happened to these kids? What's happening in my life? But this is exactly the reason why we don't give up. This is the reason why you and I don't make permanent decisions on temporary situations. 
Come on. Because we're here for the long run. We're here for the long inve- for the investment. We're here because we know what God can do with our lives. We're here because we know that at the end of the day, at the end of this journey, what's going to matter? It's what happened in all these years, what our kids are going to do, who they're going to become, the legacy that we are leaving behind. So God is challenging you and I today. Don't give up. Come on. Don't give up because right now things are not what you want them to be. But rather invest in what you're doing today, thinking of the future. I love that. Build for the future. Build for the future. You're not building for the right now. I think there's some people watching right now. You're, you're at home. You're with your family, probably with your spouse or maybe with just with your kids, with your parents, and, and you're frustrated. The family unit hasn't been pretty. It's not picture perfect. It's been messy. You're building for the long term. It's a long-term investment, like Diana said. And here's the thing. You, you will be tested. You will be tested. Your family will be tested, right? It's under attack. Like, there's an enemy that hates our family, hates the family structure, because it's a representation of God with us. So it's under attack. Your faith will come under attack. Right. Perhaps you're under attack today. You're watching. You're like, hey, my family's under attack. My marriage is under attack. My, my relationship with my kids are under attack. But the Bible says that the righteous live by, by faith. Yeah. And faith is seeing something in the unseen. I'm looking at something down the line by faith. Have faith. Successful marriages, like they don't happen overnight. Right. And, and a 50-year marriage that has been successful does mean, doesn't mean every day has been awesome. If you sit down with some people that have been married 40, 50 years, 55 years... They didn't build this 60-year marriage because every day was great, but every day they were relentless. And every day they had faith. Through the hard times, they kept going. They fought for investment. They were building for the future. A successful business, all these corporations that you see around the world, they weren't successful because every day was great. They had some bad years, but they worked through them. Hey, we're going to talk these things out. Like Diana said, stocks go up and down. And if you, when they go down, if you're investing for the long term and you, you say, I'm out, I'm selling, I'm out, I'm, I'm done, you may not get the return of investment that you were initially in for. You're not getting that ROI. You're looking at your family, you're like, I'm not getting the ROI. I know right now you're going through a hard season. But families, they matter to God. Families are important. Your marriage is important. Your children are important for the long term. It's a long-term investment. We're building for the future. It's for, it's for your kids. It's for your grandkids. It's for your grandkids' kids. We're looking generationally down at our family. It's how God works. God works in a family unit. I know it's tough, and I know there's some cases where I know they're completely different, but, but in most cases, come on, we're going to fight and build for the future. Amen? Amen. We're going to do this. We're going to build for the future. It's worth it. We're going to invest. We're going to assess. We're going to address. And then we're going to invest. Come on, you got to deposit something in your family. I remember growing up, I had this, um, you know, little place where I would always stick my change. And you never, never want to carry around change in your pocket. But, but it's important to always keep it because it's still worth something. And I, would, I was always throwing change into this, like, this little, like, glass face that I had. Years later, I get married, and me and Diana start throwing our change in there. And I'll never forget one time where we wanted some money to actually put into something. And because we had been making deposits into this glass container for years, all these years later, we were able to withdraw from there. We actually had a good amount of money 
That's deposit and withdraw. You can't withdraw if you haven't been depositing. You can't withdraw from your family a good, healthy relationship if you haven't been depositing in there. You can't expect a good marriage if you haven't been depositing. Like, do you have eyes just for your wife? Do you have eyes just for your husband? Do, do you really love your kids and you're investing and in not just giving them things, but spending time with them, seeing them out of eye? You want a good relationship with your parents? Are you depositing in that relationship with your parents? Come on, I know this is a fast-paced life, but let these six months that have passed by in quarantine say, hey, I'm gonna make the best out of this. I got more time with my family. I'm going to build for the future. Maybe turn off electronics, turn off the TVs and say, hey, let's have dinner together. Like, let's have breakfast together. Because though no family's picture perfect, but you can have your perfect family the way that God wants to build it. And he uses imperfect people to perfect us. Today, we want to pray for some families. Perhaps you're with your spouse today, with your kids, with your parents. I don't know who you're with, but, but let's pray. Let's pray and say, God, you know what? Today, we're believing for a greater tomorrow. We're believing that our families can get healthier, stronger, as we center them around your word. Come on, why don't you pray right there with your family. If you're with your family, maybe you can hold their hands. And, and come on, grab the hand of your spouse, of your children, wherever you're at. Come on, let's pray for our family. Families matter. I'm going to ask my wife to close this in prayer. But I want you to hold a hand. Come on, maybe you're with your mom, with your dad, maybe with your son, your daughter, husband, wife. Hold their hands. Come on, let's pray together. And we're going to believe that families do matter to God. Yeah. And that God wants to do something special in our families. This is not the end. Come on, have hope. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank, thank you God. that you love us, and we thank you that you love our families. Yes, we God. thank you that in the middle of whatever we are facing as a family right now, Jesus, you are at the center yes, of it all, God. That you are for us, Jesus. Thank that you, you are Jesus. able to give us the strength, the faith that we need to, God, be working on our families, Jesus. Yes, God, I pray for every single family that is watching in this moment, God. Yes, families that are going through struggles, families that are broken, families that are full of dysfunction, God. I pray that in this moment, you will bring to us a revelation of yes, what you God. want us to be, God, of who you want us to be, who you've called us to be, God, that you bring in us this strength and this desire to work for our families, God, to fight for our families. Yes, God. God, I pray that you will begin to Thank work in us some patience, God, that you begin to work in us, Jesus, some love, God. Yes, God some long suffering, Jesus, that you begin to work in our hearts in this moment. God, we pray for miracles upon every single family, God. Yes, every God. single person that is watching right now, God, you know their prayers, you know their hearts, God. And we declare, God, that their families are blessed. God, yes, we God. declare that their families will be together, God, for the long run, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, that they will be able to reap the benefits and the harvest of the, the work they've put in, God, that everything that they've invested, God, they will Thank see you, your faithfulness in it all, Jesus. I pray that you protect them, that you keep them, God. Jesus, that you will always be at the center of who we are today, God. We commit ourselves to fight for our families, God. To address our situations, to work on ourselves, and to invest in the future, Jesus. That you will always be the one guiding and leading us, God. I declare miracles will begin to take place, God. That as we're going through this series, God, miracles will continuously take place, God. That you begin to change and transform us, God. I pray that none of us will undermine the power of our families just because they don't look like somebody else, God. But we'll take ownership of the family we have, God, and make the best of it, Jesus. Believing that you are in control, God. So we declare miracles, God. We declare protection and provision in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, we love you. Hey, before you go, before you go, I want to pray for one last group of people. But again, just want to let you know, me and Dad are nowhere near perfect. Our family's nowhere near perfect. No, nobody's family's perfect. But we are praying that we all will get better. Stick with us for four weeks. Come on, I'm believing that by the end of this month, 
your family situation will be better in Jesus' name. Hey, if you're saying, hey, I, I love this, I'm in. I'm believing for my family, but, but I don't even know if God can do anything with me or my family because I'm far from God. Maybe you're watching and you're saying, hey, I'm so far from God. I feel so distant from God. I've done so much wrong in my life. That may be true. Can I tell you today that in order for you to have the peace of God, you first must have peace with God. And perhaps today, you're at odds with God. You've, you've done stuff that you know God's not proud of. You've done stuff you're not proud of. And you feel like God must not love me. He must be angry at me. Can I tell you, God loves you so much. He knows what you've done. He knows where you've been. Stuff that nobody knows about. But he loves you still. And I believe he's giving you this opportunity today to give you a brand new start. If you're watching and you say, hey, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I want a brand new beginning. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all sinned. The Bible says we've all fallen short of God's standard because none of us are perfect and his standard is perfection. We've all fallen short. And because we've fallen short because of sin, sin separates us from God. But God is so good that he sent his son Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. The Bible says that Jesus grabbed the sins of the world and he put them on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he paid the ultimate price for sin. Sin has a heavy price, it's death. And Jesus says, you don't have to die for your sins. You can't, I'll die for you. Jesus died on a cross for you and for me. He went down to a grave. He was in a grave for three days, but after three days, he resurrected. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus, he's alive and he wants to give you a brand new beginning today. He wants to give you a brand new start today. Regardless of where you've been, what you've done, what you've said, what you've thought, today you can start a brand new beginning with no shame and no guilt because of Jesus. He loves you so much. Today, if you're watching this and you're saying, Alex, I want a relationship with God, I want you to make that, that decision right there. Wherever you're at, in your living room, bedroom, kitchen, office, cubicle, car, wherever you're at, you can make that decision right there. God's hearing you. In fact, why don't we all close our eyes? Let's close our eyes. With our eyes closed, they're at home. Maybe you're with your family. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in your bedroom and you want to make that decision today, I believe God is there with you. Just let him know. Say, God, I'm in. I'm going to count to three. If that's you, raise your hand wherever you're at and just say, God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm giving you my life today. I'm starting brand new. I need forgiveness for my past. And today I want a brand new beginning. That's you, the count of three. You let God know right there where you're at. One, two, three. Raise your hand right there where you're at. Raise your hand. Awesome. Say, God, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. In fact, if you're making that decision right now, why don't you let us know in the chat. Say, hey, that's me. I'm making that decision today. I, I need a relationship with God. That's you. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Come on, wherever you're watching from, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Tell him, be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on. Hey, we love you so much. If you made that decision, you said, hey, I'm all in. I need a brand new beginning. Let us know in the chats. Or can you also send us a text? Send the word decided to 33222. 
Uh, we would love to send you a Bible. Me and Anna would love to send you an email or a Bible. And this Bible is going to help you. I know you probably have a Bible at home. This one's going to be better. It has a lot of cool notes on the side to help you understand what you're reading. We've been sending Bibles all quarantine long. Yes. All six months, we've been sending Bibles to so many people that have made decisions. So if that's you, you say, hey, I'm all in. Send the word decided. Or let us know right there in the chat. And somebody will get your information. We want to send you a Bible. Hey, week one of this series, I'm excited. Come on. We're believing for healing. We're believing for restoration of our families. Come on. We're believing that the best is still yet to come for you and your family. We love you so much. Thank you for hanging with us. Week one of this series. Next week is going to be awesome as well. We'll see you Wednesday night see you Wednesday. for Wednesday Night Live. We love you. Take care. Bye. God bless. Bye.